Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Comic Geek Roundtable. My name is Tom Van Orden, your host. Uh, joining me today, our editor-in-chief, R.C. Byler. Howdy. And contributing writer, Travis Harmon. And professional podcast guest. And professional podcast guest. Never going to let that One go. One of now. these days you're going to get it right. And, you know, I'm actually, I think I'm going to start putting it on your on your thing on the show notes. You should. We're here to bring you the, the latest and greatest uh, from our worlds and the worlds of ComicGeek.tv. Two somewhat interconnected worlds, given our position. Well, yeah, but we all have other things that are going on, right? Yeah, Travis? totally. You definitely have a life doing, and do things, yeah, right? You're interesting, yeah. I hope. Well. Uh, Robert, are you interested? My entire <laughs> life is consumed by this website. <laughs> well, that's all right. It could be worse. And the internet at yeah, large. Card games, right, Travis? Yeah, I like card games. Card games are yeah. our thing. And making music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so how is the, the Making Music Project going? You want to talk about it a little bit, or uh, is it too, too well, early to talk about? I pushed back my Magic Gathering-related music for my actual band stuff, and we recorded today, which was always my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's not very long. But we got, I got to hook up drum mics and do all that fun stuff, which was a huge nightmare, and then try to pack that all away again and leave. How many how many mics do you have up on the set? That were, there would have been like seven all running that I had to manage recording on four separate tracks. And that was just for drums? That was just for drums. Fuck that. Guitar, there's only two microphones recording at the same time, so yeah, that's not that, so bad. So maybe. tomorrow will be much easier. Uh, other than that, I've been watching horror movies all week. What, what specifically has been catching your fancy? My favorite one that isn't like, you know, like The Thing or like an older movie was called Southbound. And it was did by, done by people who did VHS 2, which is the only good VHS Fucking movie. VHS. Yep. The second one's isn't amazing. The, the second one's the, uh, fantastic. Or no, am I thinking of a different movie? There was one that was, no, I was thinking there was a Spanish film called REC. Rec. Also Rec. very, very good. But that was the basis for a... Quarantine. A quarantine, yes. Yep. Uh, VHS. Quarantine is basically shot for shot, mm-hmm. and it did cool things like they didn't really tell the actors when like something scary was going to happen. So sometimes when they're screaming, it's because like they were surprised. You know, there's like a body just like falling from the top floor of a building, and it landed right next to them. Uh, Southbound is really cool because it, it, it's all different directors, but it's all like continuous. So like one character will pass another, and suddenly it'll just follow the other character instead, and then like go through their part. And it was it was really good. So, it's kind of like what the, it's almost what they did with uh, Sin City, where yeah. Each segment of Sin City was directed by somebody different. Right. Uh, Rather, sorry, two-thirds of Sin City was directed by Robert Rodriguez, but the other third was directed by a couple of different directors. I think Tarantino did a segment in there. I was really excited for The Witch. Him and Rodriguez are like, yeah, close. I was excited for The Witch, but that wasn't very good, I didn't think. I actually thought it was boring as hell. That's Um, not good. It was more of a drama than a horror movie. Like, if if I would have went in thinking that, like, I would have maybe liked it, but, like, I was like, I want to be scared, and everyone is calling this scary. See the, pro- I, the problem. The goat me- was cool. The goat was the best actor in the movie, which I sounds uh, which sounds crazy, but I actually mean that. Like the goat was unsettling. Oh like, yeah. Yes. Like, and they didn't use CGI or anything like that. The goat was scary. So, I can't think yeah. of the last horror movie I saw in theaters. I can't think. Yeah, think of oh yeah, we just well, we've just been you know finding them on the internet randomly. You know, like like as as one does. But anyway, the problem with me and horror movies is like either they don't scare me at all. Or they scare me too much for it to be fun. See, I, I watch them not sober, and that makes them very scary, usually. And that's the best way to do it. Yep. Yeah, like, I, I think I've seen a couple of horror movies that I've been like, 
this is not even like remotely approaching scary. And then I've seen a couple that have like, well, I'm not sleeping for the next six months. The Babadook was the last thing I watched that I was just like, I want to die. Like, <laughs> just too much. And then there's some truly horrifying films like Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter and Don't Go Don't in the, the cellar. cellar. Don't Look in the Cellar Don't scared cellar. me for a different reason. Like, the hubris of man, you know? Like Fle- any horror fu- movie with Nick Cage? Fucking, like- fucking Icarus, man. We flew too close to the sun. Sorry, uh, I'm just over there looking at my signed photo. Uh, oh, yeah, Random Alone. Star, yep. one of the stars of, of Don't Look in the Cellar. I don't know how that is a thing that happened, but... My girlfriend is the best at Christmas gifts. I, that is That should win several awards, I think. Um... <laughs> So that's exciting. You, yeah. you thank you for being yeah. interesting. I did things this week. My uh, my week has consisted of uh, my fiance has never seen The Lost World or Jurassic Park three, but she's both of those movies. she has seen Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Oh, so we went on a quest because now all of them are on Netflix. Yes, uh, we watched The Lost World on Thursday, and tonight we're going to watch Jurassic Park three. So Lost World is my favorite one. And I loved 3 only because I didn't go into it for, like, a good movie. I wanted to watch, like, Dinosaurs Fight. I totally got that. It was awesome. We also watched Jurassic World Uh this week. And we had a few drinks. And we were with a friend and we were watching it. And that movie is awful, but I still love it. It's literally just a bunch of people making a whole lot of mistakes. Like, oh, we made a dinosaur. Okay, cool. Oh, it's a 50-foot velociraptor. That seems like maybe not a good idea. <laughs> oh, it can hide its own temperature and also chameleon into things. <laughs> wow, you really... You, yeah, know, you fucked up. And then the kids are like, oh, this this machine's telling us to go back while we're out in this like globe thing. Oh, we're not going to go back. Oh, there's a hole in the fence. Let's just go see what's in the hole in the fence. Like, it's just a bunch of people making terrible decisions until, like, you know, hundreds of people die. Like... But way worse. Maybe it's and it, off like, by a pterodactyl. In the first one, you have like, oh, we were playing God, and there was like, you know, like we now know that we fucked up. In this one, it was a bunch of like petty mistakes that just ended with people getting eaten by dinosaurs, and it, it was, was ridiculous. But the, uh, see, I liked it. Don't get me wrong, I loved it because it was dinosaurs. But as as a, it did not as like it was a horrible. as a social commentary, like the rest of them were, except for three. Uh, as a social commentary, like the first two were, it didn't. No. It didn't meet that at all. No, it, not but, at all. It, but at the same time, it also kind of lampooned itself enough that I enjoyed it because the whole plot is about something that should have been let go a long time ago, yes. well, no, being that's... dragged up from the dead. Yep. Like that to me has been like that's what I was gonna say. The social commentary of three was was things that just need to learn to let go. <laughs> no, but I mean like that was exactly the like yep. Jurassic World is about how oh we probably should have abandoned the Jurassic Park project, but now nah, we're not learning from our mistakes. We're, so it, we're gonna build upon them. So it's like so it's like literally a story about how this this Universal was like, well, we could let Jurassic Park go, but we're fucking not. Yep. And then they somehow accidentally managed to make it a, a worthwhile movie to watch. InGen can't be stopped. I like that they established like the Raptors as like a character in the third one, which then actually led up to like Jurassic World. Kind of no, I, it, people hated on it a lot. I mean, it was still probably the worst one, but I still like it. I uh I was commenting about how in the Lost World, you know, in all these other movies, the Velociraptors are made out to be like super like gorilla intelligent. In the Lost World, they're fucking stupid. Yeah, there's like a scene where those people should not have been alive. The, there's a scene where the raptor jumps through the glass to get at Ian Malcolm. It sits there and poses at him yep. long enough for him to get the door and go, and it's yep. like, oh shit, a door. You know, that's that's one of those scenes where like it's it's like ninety nine percent perfect, but there's that one scene that just kind of ruins it. Yeah. Which is definitely the gymnastic scene. Yep. <laughs> and, the, and the thing turns and looks at her and goes, huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And that like, thing, that thing probably weighed like seven hundred pounds, and she's like what, like a a fifteen year old girl. Also, they totally fixed the size of the raptors in the third movie too, and I like that, which is they were like kind of small. They, yeah, but they and were I, still. I appreciated that they were still way too tall to be actually velociraptors. Oh yeah, because you know, like we're talking like what three four velociraptors feet, maybe. were yeah. like three feet short or yeah. shorter. But if you had a million of them, yeah, you can do a lot of damage. Uh, I learned something about uh, my friend Robert uh, while watching The Lost World. The thing that terrifies him the most about the Jurassic Park movies are the Compsognathus. Uh, yeah, because swarms. Uh, swarms of tiny things are Swar- always scary. Swarms are terrifying. Swarms are yeah. always, yeah, I mean, aliens, swarms are always yeah. more terrifying. Groups groups are always more terrifying than singles. Ooh, that, Slither. Which is why- we watched Slither. Have you seen Slither? No. If you want to talk about swarms, that's a good movie. Uh, who did, did James Gunn do that, actually? I think he did. But I, I think he actually. did. I wouldn't and know it without stars Nathan Fillion and others. Nathan, and and Nathan others. Fillion Slither? Yeah, absolutely oh. is. Main character. Did not know. Uh, Elizabeth Banks and... Oh, uh, Merle from The Walking Dead. Michael oh. Rooker. That's it. Michael Rooker. Yeah, it's really good. James Gunn did it. It's, Is that on Netflix? It's, it's, where did we watch on Netflix or HBO? I forget which one. I have both. But it's, 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 it's on one or the other. Um, it's it's super, super, super good. It holds up well. It's almost like weed and campy kind of, mm-hmm. but it's it's good. But if you, if you think swarms are scary, yeah. Okay. It also stars a man with two first names. His name is Greg Henry. Yeah. He has two first names. I that always I love that. When people have a first name and their last name is a first name. I had a my, my my friend when I was a kid had three first names. His name was Ian Michael Christopher. Robert, why don't you uh why don't you tell us about what's going on with you? What's exciting to you in the world? Now I've just been d- knee deep in Google Analytics this week. That's been my whole week pretty much. He's obsessed. It's a curse of my home. If I if I remember correctly checking the Slack channel, I believe we now have a stats bot. Yeah. I'm going to try and set it up to automatically update me so I don't have to go checking things. And I'll update everybody so everybody knows where we're at. Well, What was the last thing? video game you played? Oh, I did play the, the Star Trek game yesterday. What? No, you were supposed to play that with me. How was I'm it? I'm going to. I I just played the first level because I wanted to get an idea of what the controls were like. Are they bad? No, no. It's actually pretty good. It's it's like Gears of War, you know, the overtop shooter. Um, but the problem is you s- two things. One, you stick to the environment too easily. And two... Uh, like, there was a sequence, this isn't really a spoiler, where you're getting hit by solar radiation and you have to hide behind cover. And if I am crouching next to the solar, uh, next to the cover, doesn't count. I have to do the... The um, lock to the cover thing? Whatever it is, yeah, I have to lock myself to the cover for it to count, otherwise it hurts me. <laughs> so, like, it's not a perfect game. But it has, like, all of the voice actors and likenesses from the movie, which was... I didn't realize that. I thought maybe we would just have a couple of them. We, we both bought it on a Humble Bundle. We're going to record some, some Let's Play in it at some point. Um, yeah. he's, my, he's my friend that likes Star Trek the most. I think I'm actually going to start playing Star Trek Online sometime soon. I need to cancel my EU subscription before. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's another story. You can play Star Trek Online with me. I'm pretty sure it's free to play it now. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been free to play for a while. Yeah. For a while. I mean, pretty much every MMO except for EVE and, and World of Warcraft goes free to play at some point. Even if you're good enough at either of those two games, they're free to play too. Oh, yeah, because you can like, get gold now to yeah. pay for your subscription. Yeah, wherein Eve has a method by which you can use in-game currency to buy your sub. I'll stick to Guild Wars 2, which is free to play, and you don't have to do microtransactions to be good at the game. what, um, Elder Scrolls yeah. <laughs> Online is now free, isn't it? Yep. Old Republic and I know Old Republic is, yeah. I've actually heard they released an expansion for that that was really fun, even to single player. Like, just doing missions. I will tell like, you. And it was actually worth, like, getting. If, ha- like, if you wanted to play kind of more KOTOR stuff. My, so. uh, my opinion, honestly, with the old republic is that it is without a doubt the best mmo for a single player i think i've ever 
scene. Yeah, it seems like that. It seems like they mashed up like Kotor and WoW, mm-hmm. like for the gameplay, which is fine. Because the, oh. the thing of it is, I would love to be in love with Elder Scrolls Online because I love the Elder Scrolls universe, but they fucked that game up so bad. Really? Yeah. Well, they, sorry, I shouldn't say that because maybe it's, it is good. It's Bethesda, which means they released some something that was basically still in beta and terrible and barely worked and but then the just th- fixed the, it later. The thing about it that really bothered me was I could not, I couldn't play the game for more than 10 minutes because it didn't, you know how you're playing Skyrim and like, when you swing a broad axe at somebody, you feel the weight mm-hmm. of the broad axe crashing against somebody's brain. You don't have that in. That's sad. Yeah, it's like it's canned. It's canned. Wow, animation. Yeah. It's like you swing the axe at someone. Oh, I felt. I felt damage. I did a. Uh, I did. There was a mod that was called True First Person for uh, uh, Skyrim. Uh-huh. That was a lot of fun when you were using like a huge axe because what it did it put the camera right between your character's eyes, uh-huh. which meant if you did a huge swing and like their body turned upwards and their face turned upwards, uh-huh. so did you. That sounds and disorienting. It, it was, but it was kind of fun, especially using the big weapons where you weren't necessarily always looking at the enemy. I imagine that would be really disoriented for like VR. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a special moment. There's like multiple enemies, and like it, it actually got like very intense. Uh, it's so if you if you feel like when they d- when they did like fun. the fir- they did the free patch for that game um, like the first one they added a whole bunch of new kill animations and they were all really funny but nothing was better than the two handed battle axe has an animation which which wait which game are you saying you're saying Skyrim, Skyrim or Elder Scrolls Skyrim, 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 Skyrim the beheading no not the beheading oh, I love that one uh, I am a big fan of with the battle axe you wrap it around the back of their neck and then headbutt them to yes. death. Yes, yes. Headbutting somebody to death was like, I wish that there was a way to make it so that every time I killed an enemy, it was by... They, they just got headbutt to death. death. As someone who doesn't play MMOs or RPGs very much, um, except for by proxy through you, okay. that sounds like something I would see in Borderlands more than I would see in Elder Scrolls. Elder or Borderlands took a, like, a lot from... The Elder Scrolls games. I well, mean, like, that sounds nearly comical as opposed to brutal. You have to, I'll have to show you. Maybe, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty brutal. Your description <laughs> sounds more it's comical. fucking brutal. When you think about it, the headbutting him to death, it works because you're breaking his neck over the back of your axe. I play a woman, so it's even better. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I play yeah. a Nord woman, and she's stout. Skyrim so, belongs yeah, to the Nords. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we are going to take a quick break here, uh, listen to an advertisement, and when we get back, we're going to be talking about the articles that are on ComicGeek.tv. Uh, so stick around for the ad, and we'll catch you after the break. Hey, this is Adam from ComicGeek. Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say. The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to, like, go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. Um, so I want to start off talking about uh, Rogue One. Rouge One. Uh, that's a movie that Disney is putting out. Uh, it's in the Star Wars universe. I'm really bad at spelling rogue. I do constantly do R O U G E, and then I realize that's not right. So Rouge One, Ragu One. Um, apparently, they are ordering uh, reshoots on it to be more similar to the Force Awakens. 
Whereas we currently live in a world where DC is ordering reshoots for Suicide Squad to be less like Batman v Superman. Yeah. Although it has to be to be less like Force Awakens. <laughs> they want it to be less like Force Awakens, yeah. So yeah, so they're uh, ordering reshoots on uh, this film. Um, I don't know how to feel about that just because of, uh, I don't know, just the trailer made it so different from uh, Force Awakens to begin with. So I didn't think we had, they had to reshoot to be that, or sorry, the whole plot of it seems so different from Force Awakens. I didn't understand like why you would want it to be more similar. And I think the problem, the real problem you run into is that fans are, would kind of like a movie that's not like a mainline Star Wars yeah. movie. Like, I want genre fiction in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, so I, mean, that, I was really looking forward to a heist movie. After everything with Marvel and The Force Awakens, I, it's probably fine. Like, I don't know. You're, just, like, you're really it's trusting like at, the, at this point, like, I have yet to be, like, like truly disappointed by, like, a Disney slash whoever team up. So I think the whatever. closest I think the closest I have come to disappointment was maybe Ant Man, and even Ant Man was still really good. So and it was like super Disney. Yeah, and, and I don't even mean that in like a bad way anymore. Like it felt like a Disney movie, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I still have not yeah. seen it. I feel terrible. <laughs> I've but seen you- enough scenes from it to understand the plot and also to know how Ant Man fits into the Marvel universe. Um, and like Peter Russo is in that movie. Yeah. Peter Russo. <laughs> What is the what is the name of that actor? I maybe someday I'll learn. Uh, he played Peter Russo in uh, House of Cards, mm-hmm. but with uh, Rogue One, I don't know. Yeah, I just like I liked how gritty it felt. Like not like edgy gritty. Yeah. I mean, just like it felt like you were dealing with the fact that this universe is just has a lot of backwater planets that you know are just not well taken care of, and you're dealing with basically a. Uh, well, I just like the tr- the line she used in the first trailer. It's like this is a rebellion, right? Yeah, I rebel. I. Are you not so, excited? No, I am excited, but I don't know. I, I'm holding out. I, I don't think it'll be well, bad. I certainly don't think it'll be bad. Well, yeah, the, I don't uh, feel like I should even have an opinion about the reshoots until I see the movie. The thing that worries me about this reshoots is after we posted this article, uh, makingstarwars.com posted something that they had a source on the production team that didn't give them an exact number, but they kind of talked to a bunch of different people on the production team and estimated that about 40% of the film is being reshot, which seems like a lot. Yeah, because that is a percentage amount. That just as far as they were shooting forty percent of the movie, no, they they almost had to push the release date back, right? They haven't. They have not. That's what I mean. So that seems because like Suicide Squad only reshot like four or five scenes. Yeah. Yeah. For well, I mean, they did say that this is all about the the tone of the film. That's why they're reshooting it. Uh, So I mean, that could necessitate changing how like. The camera work was done, or you know how they shoot a scene and stuff. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, over there. No, that pisses me off. You brought it up. It pissed me off. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I've, I wanted a tone, the tone that they were setting, like, with yeah, the I trailer. Like, like yeah. I want it. I want it. Give it to me. Corey Stoll, by the way. Oh, Thanks. yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe there's a thing. Maybe the tone that the trailer set, the film itself did not live up to it. I might, yeah. Well, maybe that's what they're trying to you know, bring it more in line with, too. Again, I, I do. I do. I agree. It's I, There's no universe that it's going to be bad. Yeah. Uh, like, it's just, it. I think. At worst, it's going to be okay. I do legitimately think we're entering an era where Disney has such an iron grip on entertainment that I just, I don't think they can make something bad. Yeah. Like, legitimately, what was the last thing that came out of Disney that you could say empirically was bad? Cars 2. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they do wasn't keep there also, making... Wasn't there like a Planes movie, too? Oh, yeah. Also oh, Planes. Yeah, planes. <laughs> Fuck, so, I forgot. All right, Disney live action. Yeah, no, I got nothing. I, don't know. I didn't see like Maleficent or anything like that. I hear, so. I heard they were all really good, so I don't. 
Yeah, no. I, Although all this other nonsense about uh, their live action universe is kind of starting to stress me out. Yeah. Because they're very slowly like chipping away at all these great classic animated movies, and they're just like Jungle Book was wonderful. I haven't seen it yet. It was. Um, I probably at this point I probably won't see it until it comes out on DVD. So I was Has just just just, just to give it like a quick minor review. I was expecting like almost gritty, I guess, from the trailers. Like uh-huh. it looked really serious. It was kind of just a remake of the cartoon. That's awesome. I love that. That's so songs good. and all. And neat. I did hear I did, that made me leave the theater like with a huge grin on my face. I loved it. The one thing I definitely did hear was that uh, Bill Murray singing "Bare Necessities" was everything in the whole world. Yeah, forever. it's great. Christopher Walken uh-huh. as King Louis, yeah, singing his song, yeah, was amazing. Like it was, it was, it was really good. So again, I saw oh, and beautiful. That movie was stunning. So like I, yeah, I at this point. I saw after seeing that it's like oh we're doing research for Rogue One and I'm like eh. whatever like, that's, I just yeah whatever like I said that's just like yeah whatever like, you think it's right was that um when we when I first saw the first trailer in theaters for the Jungle Book I was seeing a movie in 3D for some reason and the trailer in 3D for the first time in my life I said to myself holy shit I need to see that movie in 3D oh see it I, yeah <laughs> actually okay so I I don't like watching things in 3D but the regular show was sold out when we saw it and we went to see it in 3D holy hell like it was I mean they tried like and it wasn't like one of those things where like oh we shot it and then we made it 3D it was clearly like made that like watching in 3D like had an improvement it was it was beautiful yeah I love pretty movies <laughs> I'm a big fan of pretty movies. So, yeah, again, I, whatever. If, if they're going to reshoot it, they're going to reshoot it. It'll probably be fine. All right, let's transfer over from pretty movies to pretty video games. Uh, no Man's Sky, a game that I and uh, managing editor Adam Hauk are hotly anticipating. Me too. Uh, and Robert Byler. Uh, it got pushed back to August. Uh, from what was, what was it, end of June? Yep, oh, it was end of June. We're going back to August now. Actually, it wasn't even end of June. I think it was like June 10th was the original date. Let's see if um, we can... This is another thing where I feel like if they think it's the right decision... It was decision, originally June 21st. probably the right yeah, decision. Yeah, June 21st. Uh-huh. This is another thing where I feel like if they think it's the right decision, it's probably the right decision because the game has looked great. I mean, there's more worlds than anyone will ever like explore, so if they need to push it back seven weeks to polish it off... Yeah, now I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad again. Like, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to dusting off my flight stick to play this game again. Yeah, it was, and it's back to August 9th now. So, I, it is more than a month, which kind of sucks. But, but it's bare. I mean, it's like what seven weeks? We said that before. Yeah, yeah. but the the big crazy thing is that um, Sean Murray, the guy who is working on it, uh, one of the directors, has received death threats over this. And also Jason, I cannot pronounce this, Schreer, I'm going to say, yeah. uh, of Kotaku, the guy who, a couple of days before they made the announcement, he post, he reported on the rumors that it was getting pushed back, and he's also gotten death threats over it. That's a really weird thing to me, is death threats to begin with, death threats over a video game to, be, to begin with, but then also death threats over the rumors of a delay of a video game. Delays. Clearly people are very excited for this game. Yeah. I mean, it's been terrible. I've, I've made jokes, but I yeah, that's insane that anybody would be... I'm going to murder this guy because... I mean, they kept a good face about it. Sean Murray posted what uh, I have received loads of death threats this week, but don't worry, Hello Games now looks like the house from Home Alone. Hashtag Pillow Fort. <laughs> I think that it, it essentially proves the point that half of the people on the internet are fucking children. Yeah. <laughs> like, children with zero social skills whose parents don't love them. Well, uh, we, we mentioned this too, is that the No Man's Sky subreddit for it 
there was tons of shit like that on there, and the moderators basically deleted everything and said, if you threaten him or threaten any of the developers, you're banned not only from our subreddit, but you're banned from Reddit, and we're not going to put up with this, and this is ridiculous. It's a video game. We're all excited. Calm, calm down. Can we talk about how someone's releasing a brand new IP that no one really knows anything about, and it, it's getting pushed back and they're receiving death threats, but Konami used the Fox engine that was left with that was left with them by Kojima to remake scenes of Metal Gear Solid 3 and then they put it on a fucking pachinko machine, machine and they're not receiving death threats like wait what they they took the Fox engine which is what they used to build Metal right. Gear Solid 5 built by Kojima to like you know like leave with Konami they 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 are utilizing it to remake Metal Gear Solid 3 which is everyone's favorite generally from the series uh, if you to like that trash, make a bunch of to make pachinko machines that show scenes remade. What kind of machines? That's the word I'm not catching. Pachinko, uh, plinko from the oh, Price okay. is Right. I know there that. There you go. Yeah. Yes. There's machines for this. Yes. It's, a, uh, they, it's, it's, require, it's huge in Japan. They require yeah. video. They has videos. It's have huge you, in Japan. Can, can I legitimately ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever been to a casino? No. Well, fuck. We gotta fix that. Okay, you know how pinball machines will sometimes have like screens and stuff like that. Yeah. To like, they, they actually do that with like a lot of like even like even like slot machines and stuff. They'll do that with. I've now. seen them on slot machines. So I just they, don't understand yeah. like what what you would use it for on a plinko machine. Yeah. To to show you remade scenes of Metal Gear Solid Three and piss everyone off. I'm really, I've been mad about this all week. But, is but it, like, it, I need to ask: Is it Metal Gear Solid themed plinko? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's it's coming. It's Metal together. Gear Solid Three it's still ridiculous plinko. That shows you brand new, like next, like current gen remakes of a PS2 game, and it looks amazing. And they are getting this out with 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 Plinko. Just to bring it back around, we're pushing back a new IP seven weeks, and these people are receiving massive amounts of death threats. And yet, like Konami does that, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's Konami." <laughs> Those guys. Kutaku, like everyone's getting so excited for this game, clearly very riled up about this. And they they said, what was it? Fans of this game, actually people that are fans of this game's marketing because this game's never been played. But I'm, I'm like super excited for it. I think. Yeah, yeah it looks I'm, awesome. I'm pretty excited. Someone did say that it has the possibility of being this generation's spore, though. That was that was one Ooh. one thought about it, is that it could be something that's like fun, but does not live to the hype. Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? I'm excited. It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it looks awesome. Let's not threaten people for death. Yeah, uh, about, okay. About video games. We're going to roll a break real quick. We're going to let you be advertised at people out there in Radio Land. And when you get back, we'll be talking about data pipeline. DreamHost is a great service to host your website. They have hosted over 1.5 million websites since 1997. We spoke with DreamHost user Emily O'Neill from Lancaster. Her website, thenecrotarium.com, is unique. Basically, it's uh, I sell bones and skulls and all sorts of cleaned animal byproducts. Uh, a lot of people want it for like earrings, necklaces, um, little nichos, and like shadow boxes. While Emily couldn't remember exactly who recommended DreamHost to her, she did remember getting up and running to be very easy. I don't ever recall anything in my setup that was like tedious or problematic or anything. I just it just kind of happened, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay, here's my server, and here's my name, and everything's good, and now I'm going to start uploading pictures of dead animals. DreamHost stays out of your way, so you can focus on doing what you love, even if it stands out. Something Emily can understand. They think that it's really weird and eventually think it's cool. You win them over. Exactly. Win people over to your unusual hobby by going to comicgeek.tv slash affiliates and clicking the link for DreamHost to get started. DreamHost, the best web host for selling bones or whatever it is you want to showcase online. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that DreamHost ad. I know I did. So anyway, I did promise data pipelines, which I don't know. Is that even a thing? I, it is a weird phrase you're using. The, 
I mean, it's a data cable, but I don't a know why. Data hose, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is the size of a garden hose. Uh, so Microsoft and Facebook uh, are, cr- I don't know why, that seems like a weird team up to me. It does. But uh, they're creating a 4,100 mile long fiber optic data cable from Virginia Beach to Spain. At, now, uh, we've also discussed that the speeds on this thing are 160, what, terabits per second? Could be yeah. faster. And then, yeah, Travis has to go, it could be faster. Could it actually be faster, though? Yeah. Well, how fast what, could it be? All right, this is... <laughs> I just have to know, because I really don't know the answers. What is the speed of, like, a lightning cable or, or USB-C? I have no concept off the top of my head. You know, I, I actually know, just looked I that up. I want to say, like, 10 gigs. I actually just looked that up, and now I don't remember what it was. We were doing research for actually recording interfaces, and looking into, like, USB-C and lightning cables. And, I mean, compared to, like, USB, it's, like, I just wanted to, like, rip all of every USB device I had that was even, like, 2.0 to shreds. I was going to say, well, because yeah. light, lightning and USB-C are pretty close to each other, I know. We can, you know. It's I know like, that, It's I like know. they make these devices that can fit in your pocket or on a desktop that can actually uh, give you this information and, and if and you're Robert, looking for it. And Robert's the one who says, guys, come on, we should have our laptops when we record the podcast. Shit. Actually, I hit the wrong key combo and I closed all my tabs. But I have to say, I have to say, even if you look at the difference between USB two and USB three, yeah. it's like fuck you. Why would anybody do anything but the third? And now, and yes, C and Lightning and all this shit are out. They're equal at about ten gigs per second. Fuck, dude, the future is here. Could be faster. It could be. Oh, clearly, it could be one hundred and sixty terabytes per second. Could be terabits. Whatever. Terabit. Terabyte. Terabob. A what? Petabyte, petabyte? A, pe- a petabyte, huh? Yeah. Other wow, than that, they're yeah. going to rent the cable out, like that other companies can rent space on it. They haven't really said what it's for. Here's the uh, problem. Well, it's to upgrade the Microsoft Cloud, but like... Here's the problem that I'm going to run into, that we're running into with this whole idea, right? The mm-hmm. internet is not a big truck. You can't just throw stuff on it. It's a series of tubes, right? And the tubes get clogged, clogs in the tubes. So, like, this garden hose, do you ever clog the garden? What if there's a kink in it? I mean, they'll call out gore. It womp, is womp, 40... womp, 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 early 2000s <laughs> means womp, 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 womp. 4,100 miles and about the size of a garden hose. So, that's, like, very thin. What if a shark like easily... bites it? I, I was actually about to say, they have problems with sharks and data cables. Yeah. Like, it's like it's a thing where, like, they, they're... Wor- they're, they're always worried about sharks. When they make, like, data cables and things like that for underwater, they're, like, kind of shark bike through this. Because I, didn't in Australia, like, their power get knocked out or something? Because, like, a tiger shark was like, eh, it looks like I can eat that. And it bit <laughs> it. And, like, thousands of people lost power and things like that. So, hose. Like, what's it wrapped in? Is it buried? Like, what are they doing with this thing? Let's see. Uh, sharks are the most amazing creatures uh, on the face of planet Earth because they're the only thing I can think of off the top of my head whose only exploratory appendage is its fucking mouth yeah i need to figure out what this is gonna i'm gonna fucking it. bite it i'm just gonna bite it <laughs> and it's just rows and rows of terrible teeth yeah it's like, it's it doesn't not... say what it's made of though according to microsoft it's going to be the highest capacity data cable ever to cross the atlantic holy fucking shit until a shark bites it and yeah <laughs> then it's the slowest uh <laughs> yep. at zero terabits per second well no you can send you it can send 160 terabits right into that shark <laughs> yeah or oh the shark just God. like gets consumed into the cable and then fires yeah, out the other end computer. and then like, just eats whoever's like using that computer. <laughs> if you took a, a shark and put it on land, could it theoretically eat a person? I mean, if you get close enough to the mouth, I'm pretty sure it can figure something <laughs> you out. Fall, you just trip and it, fall it, in. It oh, only, no. it, it's only had like you know like millions of years to like become what it is. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it can figure something out to eat somebody on land. <laughs> Points at its mouth with its fin. Get yeah, over here. Why is that you. shark suspiciously laying at the end of a slip and slide? <laughs> like, <laughs> I figured it out. Oh, free um, people. 
But yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, I guess... No, but they explained that it's going to be for the Microsoft... It's going to increase Microsoft Cloud capabilities. What is it doing for Facebook? Why is Facebook funding this? Other than, I guess it could help them keep more stability. Because Zuckerberg because wants to make money. Because the got the money, dog. He wants, Zuckerberg wants to make money? Invest in something, probably? fifth richest man in the world, I think. Of... Could be richer. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates, richest man in the world. Is Bill Gates back up to the richest man in the world? Uh, last Did he I take checked. it from that Mexican cartel guy? Carlos Slim. Uh, yeah, one second. Tell me that a guy whose name is Carlos Slim does not work for the cartel. See, I feel like <laughs> he, if anything, he would own like a cigarette company. That's like my first thought when I hear Carlos Slim. I think like, oh, that guy runs his Adas or something? <laughs> He's a gangster. That's it. Sorry, if, if I told you the man's name was Carlos Slim and he was the second richest man in the world and the richest man in Mexico... Drugs. Yeah, you're it's like, you're like uh, pretty sure. Drugs and people. Yeah. <laughs> in a Wikipedia titled The World's Billionaires, as of 2016 right now, uh, Bill Gates is the highest, uh, followed by Amancio Ortega uh, from Spain, followed by Warren Buffett, followed by Carlos Slim. Carlos what Slim has fallen quite a bit. Fuck? And wow. then Jeff Bezos from Amazon owner of the Washington Post, and then, oh, Mark Zuckerberg is now number six. Okay, so wait, Ooh, let me rewind here real sucks quick. Sucks slipping. Koch brothers uh, are numbers nine and Why nine. is Warren Buffett, like, this fucking filthy millionaire billionaire now? Berkshire Hathaway. I know the name of his company. I'm not entirely familiar with what they do. They are a real estate company. There we go. That's what he I owns. I don't know how Warren Buffett has so much money and is still liberal. <laughs> That's my question, mostly. Willie Nelson, right? What? Willie Nelson has a lot of money, and he's still pretty liberal. Oh, okay. I don't know if he has Warren Buffett money. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. He's <laughs> not saying, even on that yeah, list. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make sure. No, fuck you. He is not on that <laughs> he, list. He's like 13th. Just yeah. like... <laughs> actually, as it turns out... It only shows me the top 10, unfortunately. He's actually a great investor. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? He buys real estate up at... Uh, Michael Bloomberg, number eight. The Blooms. So... Can we get nine and ten? I mean, can we yeah, do this sorry. now? Nine like and nine. nine. I, know. I don't know why there's two nines, but it's David and Charles Koch. <laughs> And number seven is Larry Ellison. Why do I know that name? Larry Bird. I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh. No, no, Larry Ellison, owner of Oracle, who makes Java. Okay. You just fucking agreed yeah, with I, me. Yeah, I, I, I heard what you said. <laughs> and, um, I heard exactly what you said. Lillianne Betancourt uh, is number 10, uh, owner of L'Oreal. I just want to make sure that you know I was referring to Larry Bird, the basketball player. I know who Larry okay. Bird is, I the just, white basketball player from the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, he was in motherfucking Space Jam. Yes, he was. I know all basketball players from the 90s because I saw Space Jam. I have a suggestion of a game that you need to play. What is it? It's called Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. It was made by a guy who used to do cartoons on YouTube. He made made an entire turn-based RPG in a world where Space Jam is canon and you play as Charles Barkley. You mean Space Jam is canon like in the world? Yes. Like in that world, Space Jam happens. Oh, okay. Like so it's all characters like and basketball players you know and it's set in a future where Space Jam happened. So there's, yes. still, there's still cartoon characters then. Okay. <laughs> Just play it. Shut up and jam. Gaiden does it? Yeah. Is a freeware. Yep, it's absolutely 100 percent free. Which but is. Does it tie into Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's what I want to know. No. No, but neither did fucking Space Jam. But they should have. Apparently, this was also a sequel to something called Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Which was that was a real game. It was a game. Yeah that that was that was an actual like it was it was on like Genesis. That was like a real thing. Uh, this is something a guy made as a as a sequel that is an RPG that is based on Space Jam actually happening. Oh my uh, god! Save points uh, are like 
huge like otakus and like yell at you for not knowing enough about Japan before you're allowed to save. Can you it's... only know about things that are really weird? Yeah, basically. That's what <laughs> I that's fucking superpower. Yeah. yeah. So you should play it. It's it's ridiculous. Do you know are you aware that it has a sequel? Uh they it was kickstarted and the sequel is not out yet. Uh there was actually one of the perks in Kickstarter was you got a full size body pillow of the Cyberdorf. And title... he was he was posed sexily. It's pretty great. Uh Robert, the title of this sequel is the Magical Realms of Tyr Na'og, Escape from Necron 7, Revenge of Kuchulain, the official game of the movie, Chapter 2 of the Hoops Barkley Saga. S-A, or sorry, a capital S-A, capital G-A. And that's the title. Is there, is there a dash in between? Uh, there's a dash between sorry, Escape between, from Necron 7. But I'm in an S-A-G-A. No, no, no. It's all one word. It's Saga with the G capitalized. There's a... Uh, it is actually, I guess, the magical realm of Tier Nanog. Yep. Escape from Necron Seven. Dash. Revenge of Kucha Blaine. The official game of the movie. Dash. Chapter Two of the Hoops Barkley Saga. Yeah. My brain hurts. Yeah. All should. of this information has done nothing but hurt who I am as a person. Yeah. Good. Then we have done our job. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap up. I think I'm going to yeah. done with this, the freeware version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are. Uh, we're all done here. So, Robert, why don't you punch us in the face? With that motherfucking social media, bitch. Sure. Uh, you can find Comic Geek on Twitter and Facebook, uh, at Comic Geek TV. Of course, feel free to go wherever it is you uh, get your podcast. Rate us five stars. In fact, please go on iTunes. Um, please. Yes. Please. Please, I beg you. Go like and iTunes. subscribe. Rate us five stars. Let us know. Leave us a little review about the podcast. And you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook at RC Byler. Tom? You can find me on Twitter at TVOJR. You can find me on Bandcamp at ithipetraysnoise.bandcamp.com. All of those will be in the show notes for today's episode. Bubble. This yeah. episode's affiliates were Dreamhost and Crunchyroll. Editing for this episode was provided by our friend Nathan Mace. This episode was produced by our friend in the booth, Matt Lee. Nothing. Okay, fuck it. Um, now, Travis, go ahead. What? Yeah, this is harder than it looks! You fuck! <laughs> so, your mom is freeware, just like Barkley shut off and Jam Gaiden, and you should call her before she comes to be vaporware. That doesn't even make sense.